Welcome to the June 4th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, and the sermon is entitled, Found Faithful, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. As you are turning there, I want to talk a second about Susan. When we came here, we came here, my wife was heavily pregnant, and we had kids on the way. And we came here because we wanted our kids to grow up in church, in a church that they were taught about Jesus. And there were many people through the years that tied into them from the nursery uh, to Miss Jean back there, Miss Jean Delora and the twos and three-year-old class. And, and then they made it to Susan's class. And Susan just loved on our kids, uh, whether she was teaching them or not. But I want you to know I gained respect for her there, but I gained the most respect of Susan by sitting on a committee with her. We Baptists do committees very well. You understand that. But I gained so much of wisdom and her knowledge. Sitting on committees and trying to work through things together. And I'm so grateful for her expertise in those areas. But 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 verse number 2. Paul writes these words to the Corinthian church. Moreover... It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That is the center of what I want to talk to you about today. The importance of being found faithful. Not being found faithful in the eyes of man, but being found faithful in the eyes of an almighty God. Who one day, every single one of us will have to give an account of our faithfulness to him and to him alone. We will not have to account for anything else in life but our faithfulness to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want you to know with a resume of 57 years of faithfulness to a church, that's a great defense. But I want to say, and I think Clyde would say this too, it doesn't end there. The faithfulness must last to the finish line. And Clyde has not reached the finish line yet. The first point I want to give you from verse number two today is this. Faithfulness must be first. Faithfulness must be first. There are so many words that I can use to describe a person, a man or a woman in their lifetime. But the word that describes someone the best, if someone says that you are faithful. In a marriage, what word describes your marriage best? It is that of a faithful marriage. It means both have been committed to each other and devoted each other to, for, the, for the entirety of their marriage. But today, as we honor the service of Clyde and the life that he's given here, he's given his life to this place. How many in here are younger than 57 years old? Clyde has served longer than we've been alive in one place. That blows my mind. I've been in a couple different churches and a couple different denominations. But I want you to know that in those 57 years, Clyde and Susan, you have been devoted to our church. But most importantly, you have been devoted to the Lord. We look at verse number 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. The Greek word used for faithful is the word pistos. And that word is used throughout your New Testament to describe people's lives, such as Timothy 
It describes Moses and Antipas and Silvanus and Onesimus and even Lydia. It is the word that Jesus used when we want to hear it one day, when we stand before him, well done thy good and faithful servant. We long to hear those words from a Savior. The Greek word pistos is faithful man or woman. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says that God is faithful. So we, use, we see the word faithful describing people's lives. We you see it describing our God. And we also see it here in describing a steward or a servant that he must be found faithful. Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation is described as the faithful witness. And he is the one who sat upon the white horse that is called faithful and true. I know the 50 plus years of ministry and service here, Clyde's willingness to continue on, show his heart's faithfulness to the people of God. But it also shows his heart and his faithfulness to the Lord Jesus Christ. That he is willing to do whatever is needed that people will continue on. I'm grateful for that. When we think about the word faithful, meaning reliable and steadfast, I'm grateful that it describes an attitude, but I'm also grateful that it describes two people that I love and know very well. So friends, I want you to know the first point today is that of being faithful. How does that relate to you and me? Yes, I've talked about the Lord. Yes, I've talked about Clyde and Susan. How does it relate to you and me? One day we will stand before the Lord and he's going he's gonna to judge us for our faithfulness. And friends, I want you to know it doesn't matter how many years you pour into a certain church or any of that. It matters the faithfulness that you have towards God. And so I want to encourage you in your walk with the Lord... Continue to be faithful in what he asks you to do. Don't take a break. Don't quit. Don't walk away until you get to the finish line. Because if you do that, you're not going to be faithful to the end. Clyde has shown me, at almost 70 years old, the Lord still has work for him to do. And I'm grateful for that. Look at verses 1 and 2 as I read them together. Let a man so account of us. As of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. A faithful man or a faithful woman must manage well. Point number two. In order to be faithful, you've got to be able to manage well. What is a steward? A steward is basically a servant that manages his master's belongings. So a steward or a servant works for somebody else. He has nothing of his own, but he's in charge of managing everything that his master has. That blows my mind. When we think of that, we think of our job uh, to manage what, what the Lord has entrusted us with. Today, I look at the responsibility of leading a church. Pastor Mike has done that for 40 years. Pastor Clyde has done that for 18 years. 
Do you see the importance in longevity and being faithful steward over the test of time? Because time is something that will destroy all of us. It's destroying the physical part of us now. But friends, don't let time destroy the spiritual part of you. For 57 years, Clyde has been here at Clifford Baptist Church. And he's managed a variety of things. I'm not going to bore you with the list. But it has gone from anything from a hospital visit of someone that is in the last stages of their life. To painting the lines in the parking lot. Did you realize a couple months ago, Pastor Clyde is the one that painted those lines? He saw that it needed to be done, and he went and did it. That's the servant's heart. That is the steward that is trying to do the very best with what the Lord has entrusted him to do. He blew, took a blower and blew off all the rocks on every one of those lines, and then he began to spray paint. So next time you pull into a parking spot, You remember, somebody painted that line. And it was a steward, it was a servant. When nobody was watching and nobody knew, he was there serving. Every Wednesday morning, he shows up here to have a Bible study for those that are willing to come. And he'll show up if it's one or if it's a hundred. Pastor Clyde is there. And so as he has managed the flock Well, I want you to know that as I see that, that's going to be hard to duplicate. Listen, church, we're in the interview process now. That's hard to duplicate. Because the generation now says, if it's not in my description, I don't have to do it. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail, okay? (laughs) The steward sees a need. And does what he has to do to meet that need. And that to a T describes Clyde and Susan. I've watched her, Susan, stay long hours and come early just to get her room decorated for the four-year-olds that are going to show up. And she managed that well. I want you to see a man of God in Clyde and a woman of God in Susan that have managed the things well that have been trusted to them. And I am concerned for the next generation. And where do we find that? Because it cannot be taught. It is inward. It is an inward longing to do that. They both have established trust in people. He, have, he has managed ministries. He has led mission efforts to different countries as well as to our own He has taught the word of God and he has done it all well. Today, I want you to say this. It's not the words that I say today that matter. Me labeling Clyde and Susan faithful, they don't carry any weight at all one day as they stand before the Lord. But I want you to know as they have managed What has been entrusted to them. They have done an excellent job in this place. And they should be commended for that. Today I'm thankful for that attitude of servanthood. That they don't have to be asked. They see and they do. What a couple. What an example. 
What a desire to see people's lives changed. Now, what do we learn from that, church? There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people here. And here's what I want to convey to you all. If everybody done one small thing without being asked, in our church, in your families, in our community, people would see Jesus everywhere. I don't see Jesus in the title that Clyde carried. I don't see Jesus in the position that Susan held as a teacher. I saw Jesus when they were serving those people along the way. And for that, I want to say thank you. Thank you for showing us what Jesus would have done. And I look forward to that continuing on. I want to say that. Look at verse number 3. But with me... It is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. The third point about being faithful or found faithful is this. That you cannot be concerned about judgment of others. Can I say this? In, are y'all okay with that? You've got to have thick skin to do this stuff. You've got to have skin like a crocodile. And good thing I'm bald because it just rolls off, okay? If I, if I, I'm going to say this. If I went on every concern that every person had, I would have quit on day number two. And that's the truth. That's not a, sla that's not a slash at anybody. But here is the truth. People have a lot on their heart and on their minds and things to say. And if I do this job to please man, I'm in it for the wrong reason. And as Susan and Clyde have been faithful to show up day after day and week after week, it wasn't for man's applaud, applause or judgment. It was for their master. Paul wasn't concerned here with what questions he would encounter. He wasn't concerned with the type of judgment that would be passed. He did not uh, allow others' opinions to control him. And Paul says this in verse number 3, I don't judge myself. I don't worry about what others say, and I don't even judge myself. How many of us are partial to the person in the mirror when we look there? We're quick to judge everybody else uh, not up to our standards in certain areas. The man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror always looks like a better person or the better way. And there were times that I saw Clyde button his shirt up and, and, and tuck his chin and say, I was wrong. And for a man to do that, it's amazing. But I also see the side of Clyde that says, I know that this is the right thing to do. We must follow this way. And with that determination, he went forth following the Lord and what he had for him to do. I'm grateful. I'm grateful today that in watching Clyde throughout his ministry here, that as he stood on the things that need to be stood for, he wasn't ashamed of it. If he was mistreated, 
he brushed it off. For the good of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If he was mistaken, he admitted it. And it's never been about him. Today, I want you to know that as we think about the judgment of others, listen to me, churches are good at destroying their own people. We are good at that. And what I've learned is you've just got to let some of those things roll off. And I learned that by watching Clyde. But the things that you know are right, you better take a stand and take a stand like you mean it. When you are right, it is okay to stand. But I want you to see Paul dealt with the same thing. I'm not concerned about the judgment of others. And I'm not even concerned about judging of myself. There's only one thing that I'm concerned about. Look at verse 4 and 5. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. Look at the end of verse number 4. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. Point number four today is the faithful man or the faithful woman, the one that is found faithful, only answers to the Lord. When we think about that, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it sends chills down my back about standing before the Lord one day. Every one of us will do that. And as believers, we will stand as a steward or a manager for the master. For Jesus Christ and everything that you have been trusted with in your life, you will have to give an account for. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 10. I want to read this verse to you, if I may. It says this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that that he hath done, whether it be good or or bad. At the end of verse number 5, it tells us that God is the one that is performing judgment. And that He is looking in your life and He is looking in my life. He is looking for something to praise you for. At the end of verse number 5, there's praise to be had there. So I, I want to say this in wrapping this message up today. You may be looking at your life, and you may be looking at the praise of man. Now, there are times in my job where I wanted to do the right thing, and I wanted to be the good worker, and I wanted the praise of a boss. Well, those things are good. The praise of your spouse are good things. But every single one of us in this room today, and those that are watching live stream, are working for the praise of one and one alone. And that is Jesus Christ. And so today as you are here. And you are looking at your life. Yes we honor the life of two faithful servants. But what does it look like in our own lives? I'm glad to highlight a ministry of, of faithfulness in Clyde. But it's, it's not my declaration of faithfulness that counts.
It's the declaration of the Lord. And as he looks at our life and all that we are entrusted with, will we be found faithful, church? We've got a load to bear. We've got a great opportunity in our community and in our world to speak the name of Jesus. We must do it and do it well. Today, maybe you look at yourself and you say, oh, I I fall way short. Hey, don't don't feel bad. I'd say that just about every day as I close my day in prayer. God, I failed you in some way today. And I know that I have. I know that I missed the mark of this day. Will you forgive me? And will you please give me one more shot? That's my prayer for my church family today. Will you give us another shot tomorrow where we have failed yesterday? Will you give us another opportunity? Today you may say, Jeffrey, I'm not faithful in my walk with the Lord today. You can take care of that. Don't leave here unfaithful as you came. Take care of that today. Commit your life. Commit yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. But today, maybe the greatest invitation that I can give. The Bible says that every one of us will stand before the Lord. Maybe that happens today for somebody in this room. Maybe that happens tomorrow. And you know if you stood before the Lord on this day. That you stand without the promise of sins forgiven. You stand without Christ on interceding on your behalf. Romans 8 says this. It is Christ that died, yea rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God. Who also maketh intercession for us. Friends, the penalty of sin carries the weight of death and eternal separation from God. And today, the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart. The act of faithfulness is to bow a knee and give your heart and your life to a Savior that went to a cross for your sins. I want to give you the invitation today. If there's one person that needs it, to come to Jesus in this place and begin your walk of faithfulness right this second. Church family, this is time that we do business with God. Clyde and Susan, I want to say thank you. Thank you for demonstrating to so many through the years. Just a little bit, I don't want to give away a surprise, but there are going to be pictures in the, in the social hall that through the years tell a story. They tell a story of a man that started out with hair. But they tell a story of a man that as many others in the pictures that have disappeared, that he's still standing. Faithful. And I'm grateful for that. Today, can we be found faithful? I want to be found faithful. And my heart's prayer is that you want that exact same thing when you stand before the Lord as well. As we invite each person in this moment of invitation to do business with the Lord as the Holy Spirit moves, you follow His leading right now. Let's pray together. Father God, Lord, thank You. Thank You for a day to honor two faithful people, two people that I dearly love, that have poured into our lives, into my kids' lives, 
into our church's life and into our community. Lord, thank you, Lord, for years of wisdom and knowledge that go beyond something that can be taught from a book. Lord, thank you for that experience that they both carry. But Lord, thank you, Lord, today that as we look at the word faithfulness, we see the example in Scripture of people that need to be found faithful. As Paul writes to that Corinthian church, that they must be found faithful. God, I pray, Lord, that maybe there's a person in this sanctuary today that just wants to come and kneel and say, God, Lord, continue continue to lead me. Continue to direct me. Continue to use me because I want to be found faithful when I cross that finish line. Lord, for that one that needs you as Savior, I pray, Lord, that they understand the great depth of their sin, but also the great love of a Savior in Jesus Christ to forgive. Lord, I pray that one that needs you as Savior would come today. Lord, in this moment of business, Lord, we give it to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. We invite you right now to stand at this time of invitation. If the Holy Spirit, the Lord is dealing in your heart, now is the time to respond. You know, when the Lord shows us something from his word, he calls us to respond to that. And, and if you feel led today, as we sing, you make your way to the front. Pastor Clyde is here. Pastor Jeffrey is here. As we sing. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.